0: Good morning. Welcome to Bethel Church. If you haven't figured it out already, if you are sitting in a chair facing the back wall, just spin your chair around face me. That's totally fine. You don't have to twist your back. I prayed for healing once. I don't need to do it later just for back pain of twisting. And so um, today we're celebrating teams. If this is your first Sunday with us, I am Chad. I'm the lead pastor here and today we're celebrating teams, and this is why we have all the round tables right after this service. If you were a part of a team here at Bethel Church, uh, we want you to stick around, hang out, and we're gonna have a barbecue, we're gonna have some fun and games, we even have some stuff in the gym for uh, kids or kids at heart that you can participate in as well. And so if you were a part of a team here at Bethel Church, could you do me a favor, could you stand for a moment? Can everybody do me a favor, stay standing for a minute, Can we just give a hand to all of these people? Because we truly can't do service. You may be seated. We truly can't do church. We can't do our ministries. Um, I can't do my job without anybody. And I need everybody's help. And so for all of you that stood Um, For all of you that are serving somewhere else right at this moment, um, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because we honestly as pastors, we can't do our jobs without you. And so for all of you that stood, please stay after service. We're going to have some fun and games. We've got some food for you and stuff like that. And we just want to have a good time as we celebrate you today. Because we are sitting at tables, and the reason you were at tables, if you're like, why are we at tables? It's because of the meal, and it took um, Pastor Carlo and Maddie and myself and Miles a fairly long time to set all this up. And we were like, you know what? Instead of trying to do this in a rush between service and the barbecue, we're going to do it now and stretch all of you, and you can all sit at a table. If you have a coffee, you're like, this is the greatest idea ever. (laughs) If you take notes, this is the greatest idea ever. Um, But because you're at tables and where you're sitting, I have a question for you this morning that I just want you to talk about at your table for a minute. Talk with those that are sitting by you. And here is what I want to ask you. I want to ask you this question. Who is someone that invested into you? Who is somebody that invested into your life and how did they do it? How did they do it? So just go ahead, start sharing at your table, somebody who invested into your life. It could be a coach, it could be a teacher, it could be a parent, a mentor. Let's talk about somebody who invested into our lives and how did they do it. Okay, so how many of you at your tables or in the, in the back as you're sitting asking and talking to each other about who invested into your life, how many people said their pastor? Hands up for a minute. I'm not actually, if you didn't say it, I'm actually totally okay with it because don't, I'm not trying to like, oh my goodness, we all should have said that. I'm actually banking on the fact that most of you didn't say it. So how many people said it? Just go ahead and raise your hand if you did say it. Okay, so what do we got? A few around here. All right, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm like counting, no I'm not, but like we'll say 20 people in the room. Here's what I want you to realize. 20 people in the room, I'm guesstimating in the room, maybe that's 10%. Okay. Here's what everybody has to realize. For the church to be a team that actually invests into people's lives, what you just learned is I invest into about 10%. Right? Don't cut my pay because it's 10%. Okay? (laughs) But here's what you have to realize. The other 90% of you were invested into by somebody else. So what that means is we need 100% of people involved ministering and investing in people's lives because every one of you had somebody invest in your life. Ephesians 4 verse 11 and 12 says this, and he gave... Himself, sorry, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for edifying of the body of Christ. See, my role, my job, our staff, our responsibility is to equip you, the saints, to do the work of the ministry. For edifying the body of Christ, which is all of us. So the fact that I'm ministering to about 10% of you, I'm actually good with. Because here's what I hope. That I minister to 10 people. And those 10 people minister to 10 people. So now I'm ministering to 100 people. See, I love multiplication Over addition. Right? So when you come to church on a Sunday morning, it's not come to rate what I wear. It's not come to rate what the music is like. It's not come to rate what the lights are like. It's not come to rate if the haze was too thick. There wasn't any. It wasn't enough. It was too much. You come to church to be equipped to work. Well, Chad, I don't like that. I like the table so I can rest even more. But this is how the body of Christ functions. So if you have a political opinion or you look at our world, you look at our society and go, well, what's the church doing? That's a great question. What are you doing? Are you sharing the love of Jesus with your neighbor? Are we equipping each other? Are we building each other up? Are we strengthening each other? Because see, as we celebrate teams, I look for any reason to wear my jersey. I just like wearing my jersey. There's multiple reasons. One, the Jays are playing really well this year. The second reason, it's really, really light. I'm the guy who sweats in snow in, the sh- in shorts. So if I'm not going to sweat in here, I have to crank the air conditioning and then a lot of you get really mad. Yeah. But we know this. A team has to work together. A team that is divided actually doesn't win games. Do you want to know something? It's actually scriptural. The scripture says that a kingdom divided cannot win. I'm paraphrasing. We build each other up. My responsibility is to equip you so that you can edify the body of Christ. See, it goes on in verse 14. But speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love. Do you want to know what I think is wrong with our world and our society today? It's not that our political parties are messed up. It's not that our world is sliding. It's that the church has a hard time sharing love. We don't have a hard time sharing our opinion. We don't. And social media has made that very easy because we can hide behind a computer screen. But you want to know what we have a hard time doing? Sharing love. And it's interesting because when Jesus left this earth, he told us, he says in scripture that they will know you are my disciples by the way you share your opinions. No, that's not what it says. He says, they'll know you are my disciples by your political view. you will know you're my disciples by your love. By your love. Now, does that mean I can't share my opinion? Absolutely not. It means I can share my opinion in love. It means that the people in my life that I don't see eye to eye with politically or even just morally. Do you know that I can love them? We can love other people. We've been called to love other people. But speaking in truth, speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him. See, our goal is to lead people to Jesus, who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, listen to this, joined and knit together by what every joint Supplies. See, we actually need what you supply. We actually need what you give to the team. For the team to function, we actually need everybody involved because it tells us that what every joint supplies according to the effect working by which every part does, it's share. By its share, because growth of the body causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Every part does its share. Do you ever grow up with a sibling that didn't do their share of the house chores? Anybody? Anybody have a sibling? I'm not going to pick on, like, children today. Like, your child doesn't do their share. We just know that's true. Um, We're going to talk about your sibling. Anybody have a sibling that you're like, they never did their share? Anybody? I have to be careful because my brother sometimes watches this. He could be watching live right now. And if I'm honest, I would probably have to tell you that he probably did his share. It was probably me that didn't, if I'm honest. I don't remember, but I'm just going to bank between the two of us that it was probably me. But how many of you would do your share of the work and then be like, "Derek's not doing anything"? Derek's my brother. D, if you're watching, I honestly think you probably did more. Chad didn't do anything. That's probably a bit more accurate reference. Anybody? Anybody have a sibling like that? So listen we are built to work together. So many times as Christians, I think we have an insecurity that, well, I can't do what that person does, so therefore I can't do anything. It's not true. Do you know my thumb was never meant to do what my eyeball does? Can you imagine? giving everybody a heart attack as I get closer to the edge of the stage. But somehow, some way, the enemy has convinced us that if we believe that our role is not as important as somebody else's, that we don't have anything to offer. All you need is for one part of your body to stop working and you begin to realize how important it is that you didn't even know it was there. Do you want to know something? I haven't played hockey in like two and a half years. And I keep getting asked sometimes to go play hockey and I'm a little bit nervous to go play. You want to know why? Because I'm going to remember all the muscles that I have that I forgot that I had. you not only belong here, you're needed here. And you have something very special to offer that I don't have. You have a gifting that God has put in you and planted you here at Bethel because he needed you here. Now, I want to tell you something a lot of times you don't hear in church because we talk about needing you and that this is this. But if you read the scriptures and realize it's God's design, I want you to understand something. Later today, you are gonna have the privilege to sign a clipboard to join a team. How did he just switch this from needing to a privilege? (laughs) Because the moment you start serving, the moment you join a team, You step into the gifting that God has placed in your life, and your spirit will come alive. And when your spirit comes alive, you will begin to realize the privilege that it is to work with Christ's body and to see people grow. Every single one of us is here because somebody invested in our lives. Somebody served in a, in a place. Somebody was part of a team. Because we're talking about teams this morning, I want to talk to you about three different athletes. One is Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols is a baseball player. Not only is he a baseball player, right now he's 42 years old. Anybody 42 besides me? Keep your hand up, you're 42, put it up. A few people are like, like doing some math here, 42. At 42 years old, I really don't think I can hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. I really don't think I can. Albert Pruzholz, he just keeps hitting. One of his nicknames is actually the machine, because he's just a hitter. He's in his, I think he's in his last season, he's hit 683 home runs. He is a future Hall of Famer. I love baseball, so I watch highlights and I watch different things that you would be like, why do you watch this stuff? It's, I like it. (laughs) But they will show clips of Albert Pujols on the field before the games, during hitting practice, and he is talking to other players, from the other team even. Talking about how he hits and what he does. There has been DHs who designated hitters, by the way. What that means is they don't actually play in the field. They just hit the ball because they hit so well, but they don't field so well. But So Albert Pujols, he's 42. You can't really get him to run that fast, but man, he can hit a ball. So he's kind of a DH. And people will call him and say, how do you stay warm? How do you stay fresh that you're hitting? And he will walk them through his routine, what he does. Even the people he's competing against. He just invests in other people. Michael Jordan was arguably one of the top three players that ever played basketball. And he took Kobe Bryant under his wing and helped answer questions and told him how to shoot his fadeaway jumper and different things like that. And Kobe would text him and call him and ask for advice. And Kobe in an interview was asked who was better and Kobe said, you can't compare me and Michael because whatever I have, he gave me. I have because of him. He taught me. He taught me the work ethic. He taught me how to prepare. He taught me these things. Mariano Rivera, he's the best closer in baseball history. He has 652 saves. His nickname is the Sandman, because he was nightmares when people came in. He had a cutter. What that is, is a pitch for people. It's a cutter pitch. And the weird thing with his is it changed every time he threw it. The story is, and you can watch the clip where it shows him actually doing this. They were at an All-Star game. And what you have to understand is Rivera played for the Yankees. They're the devil's team. Um, I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. Roy Holliday pitched for the Jays for a really long time. And Roy was at the all-star game with Rivera. And it shows them in the outfield talking to each other. And it shows them holding a ball. Roy Holiday asked Rivera, how do you throw your cutter? And it shows Rivera showing him how to do it. And then there's actually a baseball that Roy Holiday gripped the ball and Rivera said, that's exactly right. He held the ball, he went into the dugout and he traced his fingers on the ball. So he knew exactly how to hold it. And then after the all-star game, He went back to Toronto and he started practicing throwing this pitch. And so all-star game is halfway through the season. So he took that whole half season and then he took the off season he was practicing. And he started the next season with a cutter. What you have to realize is the Blue Jays and the Yankees, they play in the same division. So they play each other all the time. So, the next time the Yankees faced Roy Holliday and he started throwing the cutter, the Yankees couldn't hit it. And they were actually mad (laughs) at their teammate because he's the one who taught him how to do this. So, my question for you this morning is who are you teaching? Who are you encouraging? And see, here's why all of these guys are teaching people that are coming behind them. Who's replacing you? Who's gonna replace you? Because see, here's what you have to realize. I don't believe we retire from serving God and, and serving the church and working for him. I don't believe we retire from that. But eventually we die. So when you die... Who's replacing you? See, these ball players, these, ba- these athletes invest into it. See, here's the scripture, Acts 6, verse 1 to 7. It says this, In those days, the number of the disciples were increasing. The Hellenians, Jews among them were complained against the he- Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So 12 disciples, they gathered all the disciples together and said... It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men among you who are well-known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose... I'm not going to read their names. Seven people, full of the Spirit. Verse 6, they presented them, they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid hands on them so that the word of God spread. And the number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. See, the disciples, they needed people. They needed people. Now, can I tell you something? if the disciples needed people, how much more do we need people? Here's what I want to throw something at you. I believe most of you attend Bethel Church because you enjoy the church, you like the church, and you believe the ministry team here, our staff, do a great job. I want to tell you something. My staff, spend probably 50% of their office time trying to fill schedules. Not their schedules. They're trying to fill it with volunteers so we can do ministry. If you think we do a great job now, could you imagine if they only spent 10% of their time making a schedule and pushing it out and everybody showed up, and everybody did it, they would have 90% of their schedule to invest just into ministry. Just dream with me for a minute. Dream with me. Think of what we do already as a church. What could we do if the whole body of Christ worked together? Can you imagine Can you imagine what the body of Christ could do if it functioned at 100%? Let me just paint a different picture. What would Stratford and St. Mary's look like if Bethel Church didn't function at 50%? Can you imagine what we could do Can you imagine how it would impact our community? How it would impact our neighbors? How it would impact our loved ones? How it would impact our friends? If we functioned on all cylinders? Man, oh man, that excites me. That brings me energy. That makes me excited to see what God can do. imagine what that looks like i'm taking your quietness as you're imagining what that looks like this is what god is asking us to do he's asking us to fire on all cylinders to work together every one of us has a spot every one of us has a role see here's what the lord says When people are unified and working together. In Genesis 11, 5, verse 7. But the Lord came down. This is the city of Babel. The tower of Babel. The Lord came down to the city. And the tower the people were building. This is what the Lord says in verse 6. The Lord said, If as one people speak in the same language, they have begun to do this then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. You hear that? That's the Lord coming down going, oh my goodness, if all these people are unified and they have the same plan and they're working towards the same thing, nothing is impossible for them. To a point where he goes, you know what we gotta do? come, let's go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. Let's stop this. Together, we can do anything. Nothing is impossible. All we need is each other. All we need is you. Rick Renner, he says this, when God's people come together as a team to achieve a common goal. Their unified effort brings divine power and the world transforming moves to God, sorry, transforming moves of God to the earth. Doctrine, culture, language, and creeds will never bring unity to the church. But when we become single-focused, working together as a team to win the world to Jesus that is when genuine unity will come to the church and the unity and unity is such a powerful force see the only reason we gather yes is to worship God but we come in here to equip ourselves to win the world to Jesus Christ It's all about lost souls. It's all about people coming to Jesus. It's all about people having salvation for eternity. That's what it's about. That's why we do what we do. That's why you should come here to be equipped to go and share the gospel to lead people to Jesus Christ. That's what he asked us to do. Go into all the world and share the gospel. See, here's the thing when you read this, it's a reality check for each and every one of us that this church coming here is not about me. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the lost souls that are out in this world. That's what should break our hearts. When we pray and ask God to show us our neighbors, that neighbor, how he sees them. And our hearts will break. Now it's interesting. God confused the language of people. Because what they were building was not what God wanted them to build. They were building their own kingdom. But when the kingdom of God comes to earth... Here's what happens. Acts 2 verse 8. The Holy Spirit comes. People are speaking in tongues and it says this. And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? I read one time that God confused our language because we were not doing what he needed us to do. And then he brought a language that could unify all of us so we could do what he's asked us to do. See, we all can speak the same language. It's called a heavenly language. We all speak what God wants us to speak. We can unify ourselves. God sent his spirit to counsel us, to comfort us, to to bring us peace and bring us boldness. His spirit brought a language that can unify us all together for one purpose, and that's to share his love with others. We need you for that. We've come up with one way that we're going to try to share love with other people. It's a new thing that we're trying. We're going to share it with you right now. And we're going to give you an idea of what we're trying to do just to share God's love with people. And so I'm going to ask Pastor Melissa to come and just introduce this new ministry.
1: So over the last couple of years, as a staff, we have tried really hard to meet the needs um, that we knew about um, in doing meal trains and just meeting whatever needs were there, but we knew that there were needs out there that we missed and that definitely grieved us. Um, So I want everybody to take their cell phone if they have them, Um, and I want you to go to our website, BethelStratford.org. One thing that we have tried to do is get everybody connected, and so we have on here connect connect cards so that we could find your information we know how to get a hold of you and i will say that as i try to look up some of you we have very limited information or we have wrong information so take a moment even just now fill out the connect card again um and you may be like i've done this four times i promise you you probably haven't done it as many times as you think you have because there are i see names but with no phone numbers or updated emails underneath so please just do it again but then there is, um, at the very, very bottom, so there's connect card. Then there is prayer requests. And so we want to pray for you. Um, and we've got a prayer ministry. And if you even put on this, you know, feel free to share this with the prayer chain. Then your prayer requests will be prayed for. And the Bible says that if two or three are gathered in my midst and we're praying together, man, we can move mountains. Amen? So we've always had those, but we have have added a third link. And so you'll notice next to the prayer request is needs. And so um, a beautiful soul who started coming to our church, um, how many, how long ago? 2019, only 2019, um, saw that, you know, we're trying the best we could, but there were still things that we're missing, and so I just want to invite Cheryl Farello to the platform, and she approached me just a little while ago and said, hey, this is something that, you know, I've seen done in other church, and that I would love to, um, you know, um, I would love to start up and overlook. And I said, really? Something that can take something off my plate? There is a God in heaven. And so Cheryl is representing Jesus to me today. Um, and and so why don't you click on that needs for a moment? And you're going to notice that um, you can put your name in, your email, your phone number. And then um, you can click off that you need a meal train." Or maybe you are in the hospital and you may need a visit, uh, a visit from one of the staff or somebody who you know just has on their heart to go visit people. Or maybe you uh, are homesick and you need somebody to pick up your groceries for you. Or maybe just um, like minor um, home maintenance. Do you want to share any more information about this? Sure.
2: Um, thank you uh, so much. I've been here, uh, like Melissa said. Since 2019, I feel like I met a lot of you on Zoom, and then we went into lockdown, and then we reemerged and wore masks, and then I had to get to know you all again. Um, But when I when Pastor Chad preached about um, using our gifts and meeting and being the hands and feet of Jesus, I thought, could we not have a sort of a a way that, not that we need to know everyone's needs, but um, when there is a need that we could just step up and see if we could meet that. So this is, we're test driving this. Uh, we're starting small. Um, if you've got, a, a, you broke your arm and you can't mow your, mow your lawn that week, we have volunteers that could maybe able to come over and mow your lawn, or you broke your leg and you can't shovel your driveway that week, Maybe we could find somebody, but we can only do it if we have people signing up and volunteering for that. So um, I'll be out in the lobby if you have questions, and hopefully everybody will sign up.
1: Yay! Can we give her a hand? Thank you so much. And what an incredible example of somebody who just said, I see a need. I think I can fill this, you know, and she doesn't have to do the shoveling, but she's just going to find people because she has the gift of administration and leadership. And so she is willing to use that. Um, Do you know the only other way? So she already said one reason or one way that this is going to work is if we have people sign up. And so you may say, I do not sing. Don't put me on the platform, but I can shovel a driveway and we need your help. Um, The only other way that this is going to work is if you use this resource. We cannot meet your needs if we don't know about them. And, um, you know, it's funny. And I'm, I'm going to say this almost if somebody will say something to me and I'll be like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. You know, like, let me pray for you and I'll pray for you. And I swear sometimes it's a week later. I'm like, I should have done up. Oh, you know, sometimes I just don't connect the dots, you know, like You know, ding ding meal train, but I'm praying for you. And so sometimes you just need to connect the dots for us. Can you do that? Um, Because sometimes um, we can, you know, be in the hospital, be like, man, I'd really like um, somebody to visit me, Um, but nobody knows. Um, And sometimes we just need to put ourselves out there. Um, There was a week when we all had COVID, and um, I was just so sick, and I was like, you know what? I feel like soup, I don't feel like eating anything else. And so I called Kim and I'm like, Kim, can I have some of your soup? And I thought, you know what, we don't do that enough. We don't, um, you know, reach out. And so I encourage you, reach out if you have a need. And this is uh, a way that you can do that. And I just would like to say one more thing if I can, I've got the microphone. Yeah, you can fight it for me, but um, I've got it. Okay, I, wanna, I would like to speak on behalf of the children's ministry for a moment. Um, as a mother, and thank you, Jesus, my kids are now 11 and 13, well, almost 11. And I am not so far removed that I remember the moments when I scraped myself up because I got like maybe one hour of sleep that night and I did everything within me to get out the door and I'm like oh and then to know that you know I'm stuck in the nursery with my kid. (laughs) I love my kids. I love you. Um, But there were moments where I thought why did I come and um, our nursery is closed today because we don't have enough volunteers. It's self-serve and that's really disheartening for moms who just needed like a glimpse of hope. Um, We also um, have a very, very large um, kids ministry right now and it actually should be broken up into another age group as well. But we don't have enough volunteers to do that but the volunteers that we do have are now saying, oh my goodness, there's so many kids And so we need probably a good eight more volunteers at least, if not 12, to run that other age group so that those who do volunteer very faithfully aren't pulling their hairs out that day as well. Um, And then... Um, we've you know just got a growing special needs ministry as well, um, and extra love. And so we need a buddy system. So you may be thinking, I don't teach, but I'm really great one-on-one, and I can just be a buddy to somebody. We need buddies. Um so on behalf of the of Pastor Kristen, um, as a mom, I am saying we really need your help. And I'm even speaking to the moms who are like, I need a break. If you were to volunteer, even though you're sending your own kids to the kids' ministry, if you were to volunteer, um, you probably would only volunteer like once every six weeks to eight weeks if everybody volunteered. But that is a ministry where you may be thinking, that is not my gifting, but we desperately need it. Because if you look around here, we have a young church. And I don't know if you're happy about that, but I'm ecstatic about that because this is the church of tomorrow. And we need a young church to have kids you know, to grow up, to be adults. Can we just, let's celebrate. That's awesome. And so if that's your, if, if you're like, man, uh, it's not my ministry, we can find you something that would work for you. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm asking for you to sign up for kids ministry and we'll find you a role that would work for you.
0: Thank you. Also realize this. You might be in a role serving somewhere, and you're like, I wish I could help with kids, but I'm serving here, and I don't want to drop this. If somebody, if you, if everybody signs, everybody joins a team, we might free people up from an area that they're serving in to fill a hole when they actually want to serve somewhere else. And so we can actually create an incredible team. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11 says this, But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So here's what the amazing thing is about that scripture verse. And actually, as I explain it, can I just get you all to sit and just kind of open your hands like you're going to receive something? Because some of you need to understand what this verse means. What this verse means is, but one and the same spirit works all these things. This is verse 12, and it's talking about the spiritual gifts. And distributes to each one. It doesn't say some. It doesn't say a couple. It says each one. So here's the amazing thing. Each one of you, myself included, have a gift, at least one, that the Holy Spirit gave to us. And so now it's our responsibility to use that gift. And so if you sit here, if you sat here for years and you're like, Chad, I've always wanted to serve, but I just don't feel like I have anything to offer. This scripture verse is yours. You grab it, you hold on to it. And if you're not sure where to start, you're like, I don't even know where to try. Try the kidsmen. You want me to go where? Try the kidsmen. That's where our deepest need is. And you know what? If you try it for a few weeks and you're like, okay, I don't like it. We'll find you somewhere else. But you have a gift. The Holy Spirit has given you. Let's start using them together. See, we all have it. It's time for us to use it. These men that I talked to you about at the beginning, Pujols and Jordan Rivera, their love for their game, they love it so much that they want to help the next generation succeed. They want their game. They want the game that they love to continue and grow, so much that they invest into the people that they're competing against. If you're sitting there and you're like, "Well, I'm just not as good as that person," what if you invest in them? What if you pour into them? See, I wanna, I wanna thank all of those people in this room who like these guys are investing into Bethel. I know so many of you in this room and some watching online, you invest into Bethel your time and energy so the next generation will succeed. See, I've already talked about how coming to church isn't for us. My heart for Bethel Church is that in a hundred years from now, it's still here. And is still ministering to this community. And is still pouring out the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the only way we do that is by investing. And I'm actually not talking financially. I'm talking time and energy. See, here's what we have to realize. These guys invest into a game. This isn't a game. This is people's souls and eternity. So, I also want to give those who haven't joined a team a chance to join the team. I want you to join a team so that Bethel continue to grow and impact the lives all over Stratford and St. Mary's and the surrounding community. So, when you leave today, when you walk out these doors, there are tables with clipboards. And on your way out, I want to encourage each and every one of you to write your name on at least one of them, at least one of them, to join a team, to be a part of this. So today, as I close the service, all of those who stood at the beginning of the service, I'm asking you, you can stay and hang out. And we're going to have some lunch and games together and we're going to have some laughs and we're going to enjoy each other's company. And if you're not on a team, but you want to join a team, I ask you to sign up in the lobby so you can join us next year. And as we all function together, let's dream together what Bethel can do for the kingdom of God at 100% capacity. Amen? Father, I thank you. For each and every person in this room, Lord, they are planted here for a reason. Lord, they didn't choose to come to Bethel. I know we all think that. Lord, I didn't choose to come to Bethel. Lord, you planted us here. You've led each and every one of us here. Because we're here for a reason. And Lord, that reason is to serve you. That reason is to become a part of the body of Christ and operate together at 100%. And Lord, so today as we celebrate what you're doing, help us to dream what you could do. And so, Father, keep everybody safe as they go this morning. Guide and lead us. Help us. Strengthen us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you go. Have a great day. Sign up on a clipboard. If you're a part of a team, you can kind of go and hang out for a bit, and we'll start things up in a little bit. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. I hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.